For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Looks like Trump and the Tea Party are at war. Which side are you on? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. But I also do some podcasts in case that's not enough for you. I do with my producer here, Binkley. Binkley, how are you doing? I'm good. I made it to uh, the city today, so that's good. Dude, it's crazy. And here's here's the thing. It's super huge, a bummer, but... I had been glued to the news anyway, or the internet news, because right before that happened, you're talking about the I-85 bridge collapse. Yeah, the crack bridge collapse. Yeah, yes, yes, because the three people were arrested, one of whom, or they were like supposedly smoking crack under the bridge. It's such (laughs) a, you know, it just sounds like somebody made it up. Yeah. Anyway, I have no idea what's going to come out of that. I don't know why that guy would be motivated to blow up his crack place. But uh, but what was weird to me was that right before that, the news, the banner on AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, was that a man walked into the, I guess, nuclear regulatory body in Atlanta, which I did not know was there, yes. with African red mercury, which is something that may or may not exist. Yeah. And they, But Department of Homeland Security came in, they closed down the streets, and this really wasn't that far from where the bridge collapsed. Hazmat suits, everything. Yeah, so so apparently it was enough to scare people. And, uh, and then now, first of all, that completely fell out of the news. We have no idea. The guy was not arrested. There was, yeah, there was a follow-up, like a brief thing, and they yeah. said they determined it was not this, you know, mysterious mythical substance, so nobody yeah. was arrested. Right, so they let the guy go because they're absolutely positive this is does not is not a flag for any future weirdness from this guy, right. not related to like this huge disaster. So anyway, I I'm gonna go with coincidence, barring any actual information forthcoming. Not me. Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm usually further down the rabbit hole than you. I spent a lot of time on the Nuclear Regu- Regulatory Commission's website last night, and I believe everything that happened the other day was a research activity conducted by them. The whole thing. Whoa. Okay. Well, let's use that as a tease. Let's do a propaganda report, which is a podcast <laughs> that we do off the air, um, and we we do it online. I want to talk today. I want to talk about Obamacare, the Tea Party, Trump. But tell people how they can find the podcast of this show and that show and all all the other stuff we do in our uh, so called spare time. Go to PropagandaReportDaily.com, and on the right side, you will see two icons where you can click to subscribe to the podcast on Google Play and on iTunes. And we're being censored on YouTube a lot, so (laughs) get on there and subscribe to us while you can. I so take that as a compliment. I know, me too. I wonder sometimes if you deliberately type in blurbs that you know... It's really offensive stuff. Yeah, just a, that's totally boring podcast, but you write these really inflammatory yeah. descriptions. <laughs> so, but before I change gears, Alan, 
in Buckhead called to talk about the fire under the bridge. Hey, Alan, uh, give it Hi. to me. What you got? Well, I, I actually uh, called uh, Thursday night on my way home from work. I got off work around 730, and I was uh, stuck in traffic on Peachtree heading toward Buckhead. And I called, uh, I guess it was Mark Aram. Yeah, Aram was covering it. Perfect guy to cover that. And, He's a uh, traffic guy and also has a show. Go ahead. Go. Made a, oh, I made a comment to the guy screening the calls. I said, I've lived in Buckhead, uh, you know, a long time, over 20 years. I passed by that uh, area, go, you know, shopping, go to the liquor store down there. Uh, and I can tell you right now, it's more than likely homeless people cause that fire. And he, he put me on hold, but he wouldn't go, he wouldn't put me on the air to say it. Oh, uh, so I, you, you anticipated that because you knew oh, the yeah. kind of activity that was going on under that. But what yeah, could I, have I, caused I, that? I knew the pipe doesn't spontaneous combust. I mean, you yeah. know, it doesn't, the PVC. Uh, and my opinion, and it's strictly an opinion, you know, I didn't tell them to make an accus- accusation. I just said, you know, make a, make a, I want to make a comment. But Speculation, they wouldn't it. yeah. It's always fun to speculate in advance on the record because if you're right, then, you know, your worldview but, seems validated. Right. But I, I think it's more to do to they want to be politically correct. And yeah, no, really... it's inflammatory, but you're, you're, you're safe here. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> but that's what I want to say. I mean, and uh, I, I also, I guess I was bored that night when I got home about 1130. Well, I mean, when I was watching the news on a station by 1130, uh, they were still covering it. And I called the news station. It was another news station, not WSB. And uh, I, I didn't expect anybody to answer the phone. I called WSB, but nobody answered their line. But somebody answered at this station. And I told them, I said, uh, mark my word, it's due to a homeless uh, encampment there. And he goes, well, you know, we, we can't say anything about it on the air until we have proof, you know, but uh, I'll, take your note, I'll make note of it. And I said, okay. But what word, on earth goes. do you think could have, I saw all the Google Earth images that showed all the materials underneath that bridge, but that fire looked crazy. I mean, do you think that it really was just a matter, I mean, had to have been deliberate, first of all, because I don't think right. you could get that stuff lit without uh, really trying the only doubt i had only in my mind was hey you know i've seen at night you know when it's cold they set fires and barrels i've seen them on a, you can see them out there oh. with fires burning and and they've got the, the uh, yeah. shopping carts littered around there yeah. but when you drive by but when uh and this was rather warm i'm like no, right. it's yep. kind of because I, I would think it was too warm to have a fire but apparently for one person it wasn't uh Wow. Well, it just it it was so spectacular a fire that it just it's hard to believe it could have been. You really have to work to get that thing started, you would think. But uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll get to the bottom of it. I kind of felt like those guys. I always want stuff like that. I always wonder if it serves some bigger agenda for sure. It validates this idea that we need infrastructure spending uh, but i would not that really is speculation i would not go down that path because that would be uh very dangerous little false flag so i'm not going there i know binkley is going there thank you alan for the call i know binkley you go there but we'll we'll save that for uh for another time a little off-air action but i really do want to go back i want to talk about the Tea Party Trump thing. Talk about getting ahead of it. Last week when the uh, Obamacare 2.0 or Obamacare lied or whatever you want to call it, the GOP's replacement for Obamacare went down in flames. I noticed immediately that it was kind of weird or it might be weird for Trump supporters to see Trump uh, really going after the the Tea Partiers, the Freedom Caucus. He had some some really inflammatory tweets that I, I I just couldn't 
I just don't understand the strategy here because to me, you can look at the Tea Party uh, Trump phenomena as being connected in that the Tea Party represented people being really sick of the establishment, the Republican establishment, D.C., all that. I, I felt comrade-like with them as a Ron Paul supporter. My mom's a huge Tea Partier, but my mom's also a Trump supporter. And I felt there's two ways this could be going, that Trump really is uh, a, an extension of that, that really is going to serve the people as opposed to the politicians, or that he was there to kind of replace the Tea Party, that he really was a big government guy, but if he felt like, if you felt like he was an outsider, he, uh, you would support him even though he sustained, whether he meant to or not, the establishment. And the healthcare thing... Maybe that's not clear, but the healthcare thing makes it makes it clear to me that there's he was on the side of the establishment in that it wasn't different from what he said in his campaign, but he was on the side of the establishment. And he said that, you know, in various tweets that it was the Freedom Caucus's fault and they need to get on board. And this is how we should go. But for me, I thought the Freedom Caucus was right, that Obamacare light was not what we needed, mainly because it acknowledges this idea that the federal government should be involved in regulating health care, basically sending people checks one way or another to to get health insurance for everyday health care, to use a financial instrument for everyday health care. I mean, that's what it's about. It's not a safety net. Medicare and Medicaid are the safety net. This Obamacare and the Republican version of Obamacare is really about the federal government uh, demanding or promoting or subsidizing this uh, health insurance for regular health care for regular people. And that I firmly object to. But I want to know from uh, listeners, if you like the Tea Party and like Trump, you know, how do you reconcile this? Whose side are you on? Uh are you losing faith in one side or the other? I've got so much material here. I've got lots of tweets and comments I want to get to. Uh, let's do you have let me throw out the number 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. In just a minute, Binkley, do you have one comment from uh, a listener that might get the conversation started? Yeah, I have a great comment from David. Do you want it now? Yeah, let's hear it. David says that he believes that Trump continues to divide the Tea Party more than uh, he's dividing the Republican Party. He thought that Trump's candidacy was going to break up the GOP, but they seem to have healed very quickly. However, those who attend the Tea Party meetings are still very polarized. He says no place was as clearer than with the health care bill that just failed. He said that half of the Tea Party folks are extremely happy with this failure, and they're very proud of the Freedom Caucus for holding to principle, and the other half are upset, and they're determined to make sure the Freedom Caucus lose the election in 2018. That is a lot to get one's mind around, but he's saying that, that the Tea Party, and the Tea Party does have a division in it, people who are just about small government and people who fold in other stuff. So he's saying that the Puritans, the purists, uh, were with the Free Freedom Caucus. I was too. and uh, But that there is truly a divide even within the Tea Party. So let's talk about that. And, and your thoughts on the uh, Obamacare and what you want to see next. Uh, overall, whatever you want to contribute to that, uh, 
discussion because I'm really interested in people's personal experiences with it. Even if you didn't like it, you might have gotten sucked into it. So let's hear. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It is beautiful outside, 71 degrees and 8 on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about what I consider to be the most important policy issue uh, today for a decade, maybe for decades, back in the past and in the future, and that is national health care in the United States, Obamacare, Obamacare 2.0. Give me a call. If uh, Tell me what your thoughts are on the latest developments, which I will recap at the bottom of the hour, 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. But uh, I want to take a call real quick. I want to go to Rick in Canton. Hi, Rick. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Love your show. Oh, thank you. Uh, I listen to it. I always look forward to it. Um, this health care deal, I kind of feel like uh, we've been had. Yeah. If you... Um, and remember back the Republicans, the the established Republicans, the the old establishment GOP, and all those guys, they knew that this thing was uh, Obamacare was going to fall in on itself, and they said the best thing we can do is just sit back and watch it fall. And even Trump admitted that. Yeah. And and my take on it is that the um, and I'm sure you probably looked at the bill, a piece of crap that that. Um, Ryan put yeah. Ryan and his guys put forth. He knew that this wouldn't pass. He yeah, knew. you have to think that because not only was it bad, but the way they did it—I mean, take it or leave it. Like yeah. we have to do it by you know in five minutes, or we're just walking away. Yeah, <laughs> it's like why they control everything? Why make it like that? Yeah, and seeing they didn't even invite the conservatives to participate in that, um, which is the other red herring. For me, and and they knew it. Well, see, these guys ran on the promise, like we're going to repeal it, and we're going to repeal it and replace it, and all this. This gives them an out by saying, "Well, we tried, but it, but you know, we couldn't get it passed." And it gives because it gives, they really want it, right? Well, yeah, the establishment, the guys. I think uh, a yeah. lot of them really do want it. The the Tea Party guys that ran, they don't want it, right? And anyway, I I, I, I agree with you. I, I think yeah. From the from the beginning, from the yeah. beginning, I think that this was the whole plan. Yes, I I think that you're probably right, and I'll tell you, I I noticed that too from the beginning. First of all, it was always a concept, a Republican concept. It came from the Heritage Foundation, I believe it started. If you, I have a great article that's posted to the top of my MonicaPerezShow.com website about Irving Crystal, Bill Crystal's father devising the conservative welfare state, which looks a lot like this. And these guys, they have... The problem is that the Republican ruling elite want big government and control at the top, but the voters don't. The Democrats, the politicians, and the voters want big government. So that's why the Republican side has a schism. And it was interesting to me to see Trump fall out on the side of the establishment. However, what they do want is for they themselves to control it. So I believe there is going to be, they're going to do something to give them control, maybe have the insurance companies contribute to their campaigns this time around, or uh, the pharmaceutical companies, whatever. But I, I do believe that ultimately they want it. This entire bill was gave away the store basically in saying, 
We want the federal government in charge of health care. We think they have the right to do that. And everything that falls from that, to me, I reject. But uh, I, I want to hear more from you guys. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. And the Libertarian Voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. And as a Libertarian, I am a very small government person. I really do not, I certainly, as a starting point, want to stick to the limits of the Constitution and keep anything that falls under the purview of states' rights as per the Tenth Amendment in the states, at the states. And Healthcare is absolutely clearly uh, under the Tenth Amendment, under the purview of the states. And even if you were in favor of some national safety net for health, where you can redistribute wealth across state lines, we have Medicare and Medicaid. That's what that is. I'm not a proponent of it, but that's what we have. Obamacare is something different, uh, and what the Republicans are promoting continues to support this idea that the federal government should be involved in health care. And I am totally opposed. And when the Republican health care bill failed or did not get a get to a vote even last week, I remember thinking this is Trump versus the Tea Party or, or at least the Freedom Caucus, which I consider to be kind of the remnant of the Tea Party or the core of the Tea Party in the House, 30 to 40 congressmen who uh stand by these principles. And I thought this would be something he would want to downplay. I still wanted to talk about it on the show. I was planning all week to talk about it. But as the week progressed, Trump seemed to uh, try to antagonize the Freedom Caucus to build it up, not push it down to the point where at one point he wrote a tweet that said, which you might have heard because it was all over the radio, the Freedom Caucus will hurt the entire Republican agenda if they don't get on the team. And fast, we must fight them and Dems in 2018. So, I mean, that's just that's throwing down the gauntlet. And I, I, I just wonder what what's coming. You know, what's the plan? I, I don't think these tweets are thrown out there just willy nilly. I think that he's got an idea of what what the plan is. And uh, we had a comment earlier. Binkley, my producer, read a comment from David saying that David thought. Trump was there to splinter the Republicans, but now he's afraid he's there to splinter the Tea Party. So I'm interested in what you have to say about it. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, do you have another comment or tweet for us? Yeah, I have a comment from D-Dub. He says that most Tea Party voters are pretty ideological, and based on the conversations that he has had, Tea Party voters like Trump when he's generally going conservative, but... Should he go to war with the Freedom Caucus or should he bargain with liberals? They will drop him like a hot potato and his 2020 coalition will abandon him. Interesting. So DW thinks that there is uh, that the Trump is no match for the Tea Party. Certainly he needs them. He like needs an old them. West gunslinging battle. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about it. I'm going to Luke in Sandy Springs. Luke, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Uh, have you ever been to a Tea Party meeting? 
I was uh, invited as a guest to a Tea Party meeting last year, which I went to, the Tea Party of Georgia, and I am going, I'm actually, again, a guest to a bigger group, including that group, April 24th. I'm going to tell people about that if they want to go. My mom's a big Tea Partier, but I've never been a member of the Tea Party as a hardcore libertarian. But why do you ask? Well, I just wondered, there's so much conversation about Tea Parties from every direction, but most of the people talking about it have no idea what goes on at the meetings. And what, do you, so, what, what does go on? Well, it's just a very patriotic, conservative group, and they, they bring in uh, state legislators or uh, people from Washington to, to address the group and tell them what's happening and uh, we have bills and changes. And Luke, would you not say, this is what my mother tells me, that the original Tea Party, which was purely taxed enough already, kind of underwent a schism that resulted in a a different faction, which maybe is the Tea Party Patriots, I don't know, but it folded in other policy issues, not strictly taxes. Are you talking about that, where the that it doesn't just talk about small government, limited government taxes, but like when you say Patriots, a lot of times that has to do with... um, bigger policies no no i think it does i, I don't know more that pure had that defined at the meetings as being a small government but but all of us that i know of are for smaller government for small government um i don't classify myself as a libertarian but probably could in, <laughs> in some ways not all of us yeah, it, uh, for me, I feel like when you start uh, compromising with the foreign policy stuff, that's when I think you you lose people out of that small government thing. It's like, well, but we need massive defense spending, and then you get you, then you get into the nitty gritty of what facts are true and stuff like that. So, well, the concept of states' rights, uh, which you mentioned, yes, um, it's it's foreign to most people. They have no idea what that means. And, uh, yeah, well, obviously the Republicans who promoted Obamacare 2.0 have no idea what it means because the Tenth <laughs> Amendment requires, absolutely, it's been, the Supreme Court has ruled, it's health care regulation to the extent that that is even legitimate, belongs with the states. Yeah. Straight up. Um, but they, uh, I think the, the millennials have learned so little in school about civics and government except for um equal opportunity and that's that's a a big extent of their knowledge unless they get it somewhere else or i I don't even actually think it's equal opportunity so much as equal outcome i really feel like they want equal outcome which is different from equal opportunity if you have opportunities you can make choices like even with the obamacare if you if you're a young person you don't want insurance and you have enough money to buy it, don't buy it. But this makes you makes you make a decision about a financial instrument, how you pay for your routine health care. It's completely outside the purview of government, certainly federal government. I'm going to Scott in Atlanta. Scott, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Um, Hi, Scott. Just to kind of expound on that schism that you're talking about in the Republican Party, what's really surprising to me is you have the establishment GOP that – I completely agreed with your previous caller, Rick. I think they were using this bill as a facade to talk to their constituents to say, hey, listen, we tried. We tried our best. It just didn't work out. You know, Obamacare is going to be just a thing from now on. Whereas the other side of the Republican, the young guns, the ones who aren't in the establishment yet, are working out of fear that once they dismantle Obamacare, those who are benefiting from it slightly in comparison to me, you know, I'm, I'm currently enlisted, and my premiums, 
are you know skyrocketing. I I chose not to go with Tricare, and it's awful, and it's really discouraging to see Trump being elected out of the idea that no, we're not going to work with the establishment. We're going to do what's right. We're going to you know fight all of those establishments regardless of party lines, and see him decide with the establishment GOP, and kind of just sit it in the laps of those who weren't agreeing with it. And yeah, what's I, even more, yeah, yes, go ma'am. Go ahead. Um, what's even more discouraging um, is to see that the Freedom Caucus, rather than, you know, just fighting it like they did, which I definitely appreciate because this bill was just awful and atrocious from beginning to end, instead of just fighting it and sitting it down, they should have sat it in the lap of Trump and the other establishment GOP and said, listen, health care isn't a right, it's a commodity. And we have to explain it like that from now on so that there's no way that people can paint it in a different light. Because that's simply the, really the fight, I think, on a principle basis is Obamacare views health care as a right to everyone, and they don't work under the idea that it's just a commodity. And I, even I with totally agree. Scott, I want to tell you, I, I noticed that the message that I was receiving, and I plug in a lot to the news all week long, the message that kept dominating what I was hearing was the establishment saying, we are, the Freedom Caucus, by messing this up, has demonstrated that the Republicans are incapable of governing. And my, my what you're saying was not a message, it was a message that the Freedom Caucus should have been delivering, but wasn't, which is governing doesn't always mean do something or make it bigger. Governing can mean standing on principles. This, the government that we have established is this unique experiment of small government, that government of less is better than government of more. And that, yes, it is the principle of rights. Uh, You cannot have a right that requires someone else to deliver it to you. That is, that by definition cannot be a right. So if you have a right to the money or the insurance, or to the doctor's care that somebody else has to provide, it's by definition not a right, which is a founding principle, you know, an underlying Absolutely. premise of this country. And that's the difference between the left and the right. The left do- does not acknowledge that. And then when you see the GOP or the Republicans who are supposed to be the ones who do acknowledge that, it, it's not even coming up in conversation. That's when you feel like you're lost. Absolutely. And I think what's even more discouraging is now... Initially, I supported Trump just because of the the pushback against the establishment. And what's even more discouraging now is to see that Trump, I feel like, is going to jump to whatever ship supports him. Whatever ship keeps the idea of he's right, no matter what, floating, he's going to hop on as quick as he can, especially in the presentation of the bill of, oh, take it or leave it, there's no negotiation, we're, we're done. And to see what supported him and how they supported him was just extremely discouraging um, now, on top of that, though, the Freedom Caucus, you know, fighting back is a great start. But again, the conversation has to, you know, dissolve really down to what you're talking about, which is principle. You know, are are the establishment GOP going to continue to work under these facades? Are they going to just kind of float around and, and drift to the center left, which a lot of them are? I mean, it's it's very difficult for a lot of them to justify their stance in the Republican Party outside of, oh, I've had it next to my name for so long and I've been voted by by the Republican Party in so long, it's, you know, it just is what it is. And I think the difficult uh, part of fighting health care is it it can be an emotional argument, especially because the left, as they've always done, appeals to emotion rather than fact. And health care is one of the easier. uh, Right. Everybody has a feeling about it. It affects them. But you got to wrap it up. I got to take a break. What's your last word, Scott? 
Uh, my last word would be, you know, to those who are supporting Trump, listen, you know, it's great that he fought the establishment, but we have to adhere to our principles first and foremost. I mean, the Constitution. Yeah, I agree, is- Scott. And, and what I would say, you bring up many, many great points that I hope that a lot of points that I already had, especially the walk away thing. He was talking about that before. He was talking about that on Thursday. Uh, Mulvaney, the budget director, said uh, if the bill failed, uh, Trump will leave the 2010 health law in place and move on. And, and that is a failure of government. But you are the reason I wanted to have this conversation on the show today is to affirm what I thought was the case, which is. We Republican voters, people on the right, and I'm a libertarian, but that whole people who believe in individual freedom, individual liberty, they nobody wanted this compromise. This idea that moderate Republicans would fall away or most Republicans wanted this, that is, in my mind, baloney. But that's the conversation I want to have. Jacob, you're up next. I got to take a quick break. 800 WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 75 is the high today, 51 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about what I see as a battle between Trump and the Tea Party uh, in the form of the Freedom Caucus, the the stalwart remnants of the Tea Party in Congress, who has been a big problem for the establishment for years now. The establishment Republicans who like big government, who, as Irvin Crystal said, wanted the conservative welfare state, those people have never liked having to answer to the Tea Party because the Tea Party does not want big government, and politicians just by definition do. So in this showdown where Trump is talking about trying to uh, support challengers to Freedom Caucus uh, congressmen in their primaries, I mean, that reminds me of Karl Rove's pack. He started a pack, conservative crossroads, maybe it was called, I can't remember, but it was to defeat Tea Party candidates in the Republican primaries. His pack was to defeat Republicans. So uh, this seems like... Trump is getting caught up in that dialectic, and uh, I'm, I, you know it's interesting. I want to hear what ha- see what happens. Uh, go to your calls four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty eight hundred WSB Talk. You could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Jacob in Atlanta. Jacob, you are on with Monica. Hi, how are you? Good. Okay, uh, everybody talking politics and nobody talking about healthcare. I mean, I have to make a disclosure. I did not vote for Obama. I did vote for Trump. But I do have Obamacare. And oh, the yes. Dilemma, and the dilemma is that before Obamacare, my insurance was around $800. I'm a self-employed for the family. With Obamacare, I pay about $300 a month. Okay? I don't like subsidies, but if no subsidies, my insurance would be $1,200 a month right now. Hello? Yeah, I hear you. I yeah, mean, so you're just I saying just, uh, that your you know, prices... Uh, Republicans had eight years to come out with a plan, and I'm very disappointed they had nothing. Their plan would not reduce... I want to hear how health insurance costs will be reduced. So let me ask uh, you a question, Jacob. Count, Jacob, let me yeah. ask you a question. 
Do you feel like the principle of not having the government tell us what to do or subsidize your health care is not important, or have you given up on it? I mean, do you care about the principle or just how it affects you? I do care because I came from Soviet Union, and I had a government health care for 26 years of my life. And I tell you, it's not good. I have experience with that. I do not like subsidies. I don't need it. But from the same standpoint, I don't like to pay $1,200 a month for health insurance. And I don't understand why it's so difficult. And well, complicated. Can I ask you another question? Do yeah. you pay uh, income taxes? Yes. So do you feel like if we had smaller government and you got to pay fewer taxes, you would be able to afford your own health care? Yes, I guess and, so. And how about this? If the government didn't uh, create what's called hyperinflation in the costs of health care by subsidizing demand, making people demand more health care, driving the prices up, don't you feel like your health care would be much cheaper anyway? I'm not sure. But uh, it's not only government the problem. Healthcare costs driving by insurance company. Everybody knows that. You know? Yeah, and I feel like this is simply the government forcing people to go to, not to the doctor, but to go to a financial institution and insurance company and pay the insurance company for uh, to give them a plan where they get normal health care, which should just I, cost normal money. I personally think that companies should not provide health care to employees. Nobody does it. Everybody should buy their own health care, and everybody should be able to buy whatever they need. It. I don't I'll tell need you, the mental. tax code. I don't need mental health. I don't need alcohol yeah. rehab. I don't need pregnancy. I don't need drug addiction. But rehab. a lot of that Why stuff is to... forced upon you in through Obamacare that you can't get away from it. And I will also say I agree with you about the uh, employee thing. When when the government sets up tax incentives so that for the employer, he gives you health insurance, that's tax deductible for him. So, But if you go to the doctor, it's not tax deductible for you. It's a, it's a tax. The tax subsidy promotes this uh, uh, people buying health insurance. I mean, this is what I'm trying to get at. Even if you don't do fall on your sword for principles, and I'm not saying you don't, Jacob. I'm just trying to point out. Even if principles like are not the most important thing to you, the government interference is creating the problem from the beginning. And as a libertarian, I will always look at the free market solution, which I think in this case would be better quality, lower cost, and, and no infighting. More after the break, 800-WSB-TALK. You could tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.